0: Words are powerful. The words we speak are powerful. And God wants to open up the container to bless you today. But what words did you put in God's container? What words did we put in His container? So when the devil challenges us, because I'm telling you right now, you will be challenged today by the devil. You will be challenged. You will be challenged. But fret not. Of the devil. Trust in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. Commit yourself to the Lord. Rest in him. Cease from anger. In other words, don't get angry with the devil. Uh -uh, I "I don't got time to get angry. Because if you get angry, you're going to say something stupid. We don't understand the power of that word. And what it does to us. But it's amazing how every day we do things like that. We we make that word real in our life by our actions because we don't surrender to the word of God. We think we know best at that very moment. Guess what? You never know best. Only God knows best. And if you don't surrender yourself to the word of God, you're going to allow what the devil does to you because he will do it to you. You will get caught up in it and you will get angry and you will say something out of anger. You will do something out of anger. Just ask Moses. didn't work good for him. He allowed the people to cause him to get angry because of their rebellious attitude. And God told him to do a specific thing and he went against what God told him to do. And he missed out on the promised land. Why? Because he refused to be obedient to God. And we can't afford that. That's why we tell you to read this word. Why? Because this word is life unto your spirit. It's medicine. God is not here to treat you, man treats you, doctors treat you. God is here to deliver you. And He's done that with His word. As we read in Psalms, He's healed and delivered you from all destruction. God's not, God is not interested in treating you. Man, that's all man knows how to do is treat you. You go to the doctor. That's all the doctor's going to do. He's going to take, what is he going to do? He's going to stick a needle in your arm. He's going to suck blood out of you. And he's going to send it off to wherever they send it off. And it's going to send back to him. And they're going to diagnose you on what the blood said. And based on that diagnosis, they're going to treat you whatever is what's wrong with you. They don't know how to deliver you. Jesus has already delivered you. He's already healed you. And it's time for you to start saying, I'm healed. Because what are you doing? You're putting that word in God's container. And anytime time that pain or that affliction or that whatever it may be tries to rise up and say, hello, God's going to open up that container and say, hey. You sickness, you disease, you affliction. That's my child. That person has already been healed. But do you only say it one time? No. I say it every day of my life. Jesus, you've saved me. You've healed me. You've restored me. You have transformed me to kingdom status. I am a believer. I am a child of the most high God. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I am. Here we go. Here we go. I am the child of the most high God. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I am more than a conqueror. What are you doing? You're putting those words in God's container. I am saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost. I have life and I have it more abundantly. My wife has life and have it more abundantly. My children have life. And you name them, every one of them. What are you doing? You're putting that child's name in God's container. My deacons here at Abundant Living Ministries, what do I do? This is how I pray. i put your name in it. At one o'clock this morning, I was putting your name in it. Why? Because I want you to have life more abundantly. I want you to be an overcomer. I'm blessed. Even though it may look like doesn't look like it, I'm still blessed. How can you say that Pastor Dad? Cuz I'm saved. That makes me blessed. All hell can break loose, but I'm still blessed. Because I'm saved. Jesus saved me. Do you hear me? Saved. There's not a process. No. Once and for all, it is finished. He saved me. So when the devil tries to play tricks on you and say, you really ain't saved. <laughs> God, open up that container and remind him, slap him upside the head. I'm saved. Because I know there's people out there, oh my God, am I saved today? Why is all hell broken? Have I missed God? Have I done this? No, you're just being persecuted. Because you're saved. The devil can't be saved. There is no changing of the devil. He's been kicked out of heaven. Once you get kicked out, you ain't coming back. Do you hear me? The devil can't come back because he's been kicked out. Out of heaven. Jesus saw him fall like lightning. He saw him fall. It's like, he ain't coming back. I can just see those angels that didn't, didn't cross over. He ain't coming back. He's stupid. There ain't no coming back. For the devil. Well, what about me? You ain't the devil. Hallelujah. You're different than the devil. Why? Because you were created in the image and likeness of God. The devil wasn't created in the image and likeness of God. Man was created in the image and likeness of God. Nowhere do you ever read in the word of God angels were created in the image and likeness of God. Only you were created in the image and likeness of God. That's why God so loved man. He gave Jesus. He gave them Jesus so man can come back to God. And that's why the devil hates you. Because there is no coming back for him. And that's why he'll do everything in his his arson that you give him to use against him. And what is the thing that he uses the most against us? Words. He uses words against us. But... If you're an individual, this is why I gave, you don't have this paper, you need to get this paper. Why did I give you this paper? So you can speak it forth over your life. You can speak it forth for those that are married, over your marriage, those that are single. Hey, God, I speak this over my future husband and wife. That my husband, my future husband is going to be a child of the most high God. My future wife is going to be a, a child of the most God. My future husband is going to be the head and not the tail. What are you doing? You're putting, them, you're putting them in God's container. Why? Words are powerful. Well, Pastor, that I've been married once before. Who cares? That doesn't change God. How many times was that woman at the well with men? God still talked to her. Jesus still saved her. Introduced living water to her. It doesn't matter. Well, uh, oh, you know, because I know there's a lot of things out there say, oh, if you got divorced, you can never, can, you never can be a part of the church. That's a lie from the pit of hell. That's what religion tells you. And religion lies. We're about to take communion. Guess what? If you're saved, if you're born again, you can take communion. Forget this religious act. It's a bunch of garbage. So if you need this, we have this. And I want you to to prophetically start speaking it forth. Why? Words have power. And when the devil confronts you, that very word that's in you that you spoke forth is going to come out of you and say, Ah, (laughs) you're messing with the wrong person. I know who I am. And that word that I spoke over my life is in God's container. And the devil knows it. But he'll try to do everything you can in his, in his arson to get you not to remember. But you have to keep yourself before the word of God at all times. Because... Jesus promised his disciples that the Holy Spirit will put the words in your mouth. Jesus promised, I'm ascending to heaven. I'm going to the right hand of the Father. I'm going to be interceding for you. So you can finish the work that I have started in your life. So you can birth the church. But don't worry about what you're going to say. Because the Holy Spirit is going to put the words in your mouth. See, you just... Put yourself in position. What do you mean by that? You read the Word. You study the Word. You pray the Word. You speak the Word. You sow the Word. Every day in life, you're putting yourself in position. You're speaking it forth. In other words, when you read the Word, read it out loud so you can hear yourself. Why? Faith cometh by hearing what? The Word of God. And you expand your faith when it's like a balloon. When you blow up a balloon, what a balloon does not, is not infl- it, does, it cannot Inflate, not inflate, um, thank you, I went blank. You can't blow up the balloon without blowing into it. Well, same goes with faith. To exercise your faith, you got to blow into it. Open your mouth so you can hear it, so you can hear it. What are you doing? You're expanding your faith. You're expanding, I didn't say increase because you have all the faith you want, but you're making it Bigger. And bigger and bigger. Sometimes, I mean, I've said this many times, but sometimes all people have is a pocket faith. And sometimes you need to blow a little harder so you can get your hand out of your pocket and say, no, no, I got faith in my hands. And I got big faith. It's it's growing. It's growing and growing. Why? Because faith coming by hearing the word of God. You're speaking it forth. You're expanding your faith. Well, that's what the devil doesn't want you to expand your faith. Why? Because if you expand your faith, you push him out of the way. You don't give him room to maneuver. Words have power. I want you to understand that. The words that we speak every day have power. The words that we speak every day has power. How we speak and what words we we determine, we determine the outcome. How we speak and what words we use determines the outcome of Proverbs 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. In other words, how we speak and what words we use determines the outcome of everyday life. In other words, I hate my job. Guess what? You're going to have a hateful day. I hate my boss. Don't raise your hands because I know you said it. But do you understand the power of what you just said? You just gave the enemy... To use against you. I wish my pastor wouldn't preach about that. Oh, I wonder what he's gonna preach on again. This seed time and harvest message. Oh my gosh, we hear it every Sunday, every Wednesday, every every Friday. I wanna, there's other stuff in the Bible I've heard people say, and I've watched how their life has been destroyed because of their words. Out of their own mouth. Not mine. Theirs. Spiritually. Physically. And financially. How we speak. And the words we use. Determines the outcome. Of everyday life. Proverbs 12.6 says. The words. Out of the New Living Translation says. The words of the wicked are like a murderous ambush. But the words of the godly. Save Lives. I don't know about you, but I want to save a life today. How many of you want to save lives today? You remember our, the, the, our church has been called to shut hell down. We're called to shut hell down. We're called to sh- shut hell down and and grow heaven. And how are we going to do that? We're going to speak life. We're going. We're going. We're going. We're going. We're going, we're going, we're going, we're going to save lives. We're going to choose the right words to save people's lives. I am convinced from God's word that our words can change our beliefs and other people's beliefs spiritually, physically, and financially. I am convinced from God's word that we can change our own beliefs and other people's beliefs by our words and what we believe in and how we believe it. In other words, this word that you read and this word that you speak out loud. You got to be so convinced that it's real. It's like it's real. In other words, you can feel it. You can taste it. You can touch it. I mean, it's just so real that you know that the very thing that you read, that no matter what happens, God is going to see you through. God is going to see you through it. I almost used your scripture, Brother Jeff, that we talked about. I said, I'm not gonna use it because that's your message. (laughs) I almost used it. But when you read this word, you gotta be so convinced that it's real. You gotta be so convinced, in other words, uh uh. This word says it's a lamp under my feet, a light under my path. In other words, God, no matter where I go, I will see because this word leads me and guides me even though the devil tries to strategize it he may he may dig a hole he may you know you know put a pothole there and there and there the Holy Spirit will navigate you why because the word is a lamp under your feet a light under your path and because you hide the word in your heart you won't sin against God in other words you won't you won't Try to navigate yourself, but you will put your trust in the Lord that God knows what he's doing. And because, and because you have pledged your allegiance to the Bible, and because you pledged your allegiance, you, have, you made a solemn oath of fidelity to God. And because you have made a solemn oath when you pledge your allegiance to the Bible... God's holy word, you are you're you're making a solemn oath of fidelity in other words, it's all you God it's not me it's all you today and let my words line up to your words Let let the words that come out of my mouth bring forth life let it bring forth life because I don't want to be a murderer because words murder Words are powerful, and they hurt. You want to speak life. You want to create life. You want to change people's thinking of who God is. Because we're living in a time and day, God has got a bad rap. God has, and, and, and the preaching has, been, has got a bad rap. Because people have misused it. People have got away from the truth of the word of God. And they have made it relevant to today's society. And because they made it relevant to today's society, they become irrelevant with God. Because they don't want to offend people. Listen to me. The preaching of the gospel will offend people. Truth always offends. Because truth is absolute. When Jesus said, I am the way. The truth, the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. People don't want to hear that. What do you mean you're the only way? Jesus says, that's right. I am the way. The truth, the life. There is no other way. And we try to do it our way. Listen to me. Go ahead. Try. But I guarantee you this. You will spend so much money. You will waste so much of your substance You will waste your life because you will never get to heaven. But I'm good. So what? What is good enough? You're never good enough. Because there was only one that was truly good. And his name was Jesus. And Jesus says, you know what? For me to die on the cross, I have to give up good. And I have to take on sin. Upon my life so all mankind can be saved. There is no other way. But nobody wants to hear that. We want to preach a message that is, you know, that's relevant with the world because, you know, we've changed. We don't think like we used to think. Five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. God forbid, we surely don't preach like the old time people. And we surely don't act like the disciples today. Because, you know, they didn't have all that we have today. Do you realize, still today, as I read the scriptures, those individuals in in the New Testament, think about all that they did for the kingdom of God. And I look at all the great preachers of today. They don't even come close. When's the last time you've read about whatever minister, whatever bishop, whatever apostle, whatever teacher, prophet, or whatever it may be has ever walked by sick people and the very shadow healed them? Peter's did. Peter's shadow, there were so many he couldn't lay hands on them. His very shadow, when the shadow touched them, they were healed. They were healed. They were healed. People were getting up. Eyes were open. Ears were open. D- d- um, the People that were lame got up and walked. Why? Because they knew the word has been sent. They knew the word has already healed and delivered from all destruction. It's time for you, the church, to rise up and be the church. It's time for you to start speaking words that bring the evidence of what Jesus has already done. But to do that, you have to surrender to God. To do that, you have to be a person that no matter what the situation, no matter what the circumstance may be, you're going to be a person that's going to speak life. Even though you have been beat up, even though you've been been hated, you've been persecuted, you're not going to flinch. You're going to say, you know, nevertheless, Jesus, save them. Everybody wants to call down fire and kill them all. We all want to do that. We all want to be like those two disciples. Jesus, do you want us to call down fire? Come on, let me call down fire. Kill them all that disciple aren't you glad Jesus said no because you listen to me if Jesus would have said yes fire would have came because the word cannot be denied do you realize when Jesus came to the grave of Lazarus that's how powerful words are did Jesus do? He called forth Lazarus. If he would have said, dead, come forth, everybody in that area of the the graveyard would have all came out. But Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. Do you understand the power of words? Jesus was very specific. Why? Because if he would have said, death, come forth. All those people, whoever, how long they ever been in there, mamas, daddies, grandmamas, aunts, uncles, cousins, because you know they all put them in one little cave in a box. If you've never been to Israel, you wouldn't know what I'm talking about. They put them in a the cave, they let them decompose, and they come back, they take the bones, and they put them in the little tiny boxes, and they put them in the cave. Do you realize all those bones would? And they would have came out like this and then they would have, like, and then all of a sudden the prophet Ezekiel would have came alive, who in flesh, and veins, and blood, and boom! But he said, Lazarus, 1980 came over me again, like come on! The power of words. I want you to understand this. That is why God has given you his word. That's why he wants you to read it. Why? Because he wants you to understand how powerful this book that we read every day is. And it works today. And when you speak it forth, it has to do what it says it has to do. Why? Because God has already, he sent the word to heal. He he sent his word And it healed and delivered from all destruction. And that is our job when we walk out of there. The word has been sent to you today. And it has already healed and delivered you from destruction. What are you doing? You're bringing truth to a situation. I don't care where they are. I don't care how bad they are. Do you realize they, can, they, can, they may not even be coherent, but God is. Amen. Amen. I am convinced from God's word that our words can change our beliefs and other people's beliefs spiritually, physically, financially. Proverbs 15, 4, I have the New Living Translation again. Gentle words are a tree of life. Gentle words are a tree of life. In other words, they're health. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. I tell people when they, you know, when I tell a lot of people say, when, when they get saved, I say, you need to read the book of Proverbs. Once you get done, read it, read it again. Why? Because it's a book of wisdom and it's truth to it. Gentle words are a tree of life. In other words, that tree of life does what? It brings forth health. But a deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Luke 6, 45, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. An evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. What we believe and speak will show up in our everyday walk, talk, and actions. Remember, ALM, we may be the only witness of God's word that people may see, hear, And read. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful. So that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. So watch your tongue. Watch your words. Why? Because these words are powerful. Now go to James chapter three. Here we go. The still out of, I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation, and it, and it talks about the tongue. Everybody stick your tongue out. Stick your tongue out. Thank you. We've all done it. We still do. How many of you still do it? Come on. I know you stick your tongue out at him. I know you know. I know. I know you do. <laughs> How many times have you done it to them? Confession right now. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, it's all good. I'll let you take communion. <laughs> Give me two Marys and three, no, no, All of us have stuck our tongue out. Because we need to understand how powerful that tongue is. And we have to watch our tongue. In other words, every day we got to crucify our tongue. Why? Because your tongue will get you in trouble. Who's ever had your tongue get them in trouble? Come on. Oh, I'm not raising my hand. Man, you, man you've already pegged God's going to show him, Lord, on the face right now. Oh, I can't wait for that technology. We'll have a camera. Zoom in. That person has a problem with their tongue. <laughs> James chapter 3, verse 2 through 10 says, Indeed, we are, this is out of the New Living tra- Translation. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. Come on. Who can say, yes, that's me. Oh, God, don't talk about that because that's me. That Thomas will make many mistakes. I'm not going to put my name in there. Why? Because you do. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect. And could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in the mouth. Aren't you glad God doesn't have a bit? Hey, 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 hey. Next you know you try to go through something and God goes, "Huh!" Hey! <laughs> like You're trying to go somewhere. You're trying to get, somebody got you so mad. And all of a sudden, you're about to say something and God puts his finger in his head. And he goes, Hey! And that person's like, I mean, think about that. If you're visiting here today, we're crazy. Welcome to Abundant Living Ministries. We love Jesus, and sometimes we act crazy. Why do I do that? Because I know a lot of you are like this. Or you got your, you know, I'm just praying. (laughs) Then clean the drool off your lip, okay? We can make a large horse go everywhere we want by means of a small bit in his mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing but that makes grand speeches. But in a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. It is a a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire for it is set for it is set on fire by hell itself people can tame all kinds of animals birds reptiles and fish but no one can tame the tongue it is restless and evil full of deadly poison sometimes it praises our lord and father and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of god and so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brother and sister, this is not right. Everybody stick your tongue out. Yes. Come on, right here, right here. You're looking at me, you're just smile. Stick your tongue out. Man, there, thank you. <laughs> but that sucker's evil. Okay, you can stop Marcia, huh? <laughs> she's like <laughs> Here. <laughs> That's why they give these things. Why? Because your tongue stink. It's like my wife. In the morning, I come over and I want to kiss her. So she said, don't you kiss me. Go brush your teeth. I'm like, hey, I know. That's sour, you know, when you're sleeping. You know, your towels, all your tongues, all that. Anyway. Oh, I don't snore like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. You drool. But your tongue... Is evil right here. You can tame everything in the world, but your tongue? No. That is why we have to go to the word. That's why you have to get into this word. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 says, Be not conformed to this world. In other words, Romans chapter 2, 12, verse 2 says, be not conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. How are you transformed every day? Through the word, through the word of God. What are you doing? You're transforming yourself. In other words, you're allowing God to to take over your life. Listen to me. You're going to make mistakes, but don't beat yourself up. Learn from them, build from them, and move on. In other words, okay, I made a mistake. I didn't say something right. I wasn't nice. Are you nice all the time? Is Jose, is Deanna nice to you all the time? Come on. I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> Isaiah, is your sister Mariah nice to you at all times? Are you nice to her all the time? <laughs> Olivia, are you nice to me all the time? Am I nice to you all the time? You didn't open up the refrigerator today, did you? No, you didn't. I'm going to drink it then. You make a mistake. You build from it. Don't beat yourself up. You build from it. So, Okay, I made a mistake. Learn from it, build from it, move on. Say, okay, God, you sent your word, and your word says it's already healed me and delivered me from this destruction. Tongue, I crucify you right now to the word of God, to the word of God. And when you continuous make the word a lamp into your feet, a light under your path, when you continue to pray, pledge your allegiance to the word of God your spirit man is going to be able to take over your fleshy man, and your spirit man is going to be in control at all times. So when the devil comes at you and instructs you, you're not, you're gonna sit there and you're gonna think before you speak. Because you want to get your word, you want to collect the right words to say, because the spirit man is gonna bring forth life. The physical man is going to bring forth death. Why? Because if you sow of the flesh, it reaps of the flesh. If you sow of the spirit, it's going to sow, of the, uh, it's going to sow eternal life. In other words, you're going to bring forth life. But for you to do that, you've got to surrender all yourself to that. And as a, as a born-again believer, the first step in getting saved is that you confess Jesus into your life. And you get saved. You get born again. But then you've got to learn how to grow. You got to learn how to grow. And where do you grow? You grow in the word of God. You read it. You study it. You pray it. Well, Pastor Dad, I don't understand all of it. That's okay. Don't try to figure it all out in one day. You work towards it. You work out your own salvation every day. I have to do it every day. Because if I don't do it, guess what? I'm going to make a mistake. Yes, the pastor of Abundant Living Ministries. It doesn't matter who you are. You got to work it out every day. Because Jesus has already did his job. And it's up to us to do ours. And we run after Jesus every day. And when you run after Jesus every day, he's going to pour into you, pour into you, and pour into you, pour into you. Pour into you and pour into you and pour into you. And as he pours into you, your faith is going to expand and expand and expand. And you're going to see yourself, you know what? I'm not the same person I used to be. How many of you are born again? And if you're born again, are you a different person? Or are you still the same person when you walked forward the day you got saved? No, you're a different person. Why? Because God has cleaned you out. Through his what? His word. Through Jesus. And now, because of that, you're speaking life and not death. Our words can change any atmosphere. Every day, people are being bullied and condemned or destroyed by words spoken through somebody's tongue. And this is what the devil wants. But our words as the church can change that atmosphere. You can change the atmosphere when somebody's been beat up and someone's been, 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 been hurt just by saying, hey, guess what? I know you're in pain, but I know somebody that can take that pain. And his name is Jesus. Can I pray with you? Can I pray for you right now? And what are you doing? You're going to speak life. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, you see this hurt individual. But God, as I pray, I thank you, Lord, you will turn that hurt into joy right now because I speak life into that person. You're you're speaking the word into that person, and that word is sharp. And it's quick and powerful, and it's sharper than do sword, and it cuts right to where the problem is. Remember, God is not treating; He is delivered. He has delivered. And what are you doing? You are delivering that truth that that person, yes, has been hurt. But when you get done with your last word of prayer, joy is going to come on them. You can change the atmosphere. I've seen it. I've done it myself. I've seen it happen, and I have done it myself. Because I know the power of words. And I'm not going to let the devil win. Somebody out there, you're going to come across somebody today and you're going to see somebody's pain. Are you going to step up and change that pain? Are you going to change the atmosphere of that pain? Well, Pastor Thad, I don't know if I'm, I can do that. Yes, you can. You're the church. All power and authority has been given to you. All ability of the, of, of, of the Holy Ghost has been given to you. Are you going to change? Or are you going to let that individual stay in that position? Because that's what the devil wants. No. We're going to change that, person's, that person, whatever it may be. It, God's given us the opportunity. If you see it, God's given you an opportunity. You can't go like this and say, oh, I didn't see that. No, if you saw it, God's given you an opportunity. Even if you're not looking, I don't have to look for it. It's all around us. Hurt and pain and suffering is all around us. It's here right now. And I can't turn a blind eye. Jesus never turned a blind eye. And if Jesus never turned a blind eye, neither can the church. So it's all around you. So if you see it, God has already given you the opportunity. Trust the Holy Spirit. Okay, Holy Spirit, there's my opportunity. Put the words in my mouth right now. Put the words in my mouth right now. Put the words in my mouth right now. Put the words in my mouth right now because Jesus said in the word, he told his disciples, don't worry about what to say. I'm going to, he's going to put the word, he, the Holy Spirit's going to put the word. The Holy Spirit, I'm taking that step of faith. I'm walking by faith. Now, Put the words in my mouth. And when you share in the name of Jesus, you've already claimed Jesus, the word over them. And you reminded that person's flesh, whether they're a believer or not, Jesus has already healed them and delivered them from destruction. You've already done that. Because you, 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 you spoke to the flesh with the name of Jesus. And flesh has to listen to the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet, lift up your hands, and give God praise. Give God glory, give God honor, that Jesus has already healed you, he's already delivered you from all destruction. Exercise your words. By lifting up the name of Jesus. Exercise or give him praise. Give him glory. Give him honor. Because he has saved you. He has healed you. He has restored you. He has transformed you by the power of the Holy Spirit. All because of the love of God. It all is because of the love of God. Pleasant words are as honeycombs. Sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Yes, Hallelujah. Proverbs 16, 24. Pleasant words are as honeycomb. I don't know about you, but I like the sweetness of honey. And that's how our words need to be. Hallelujah. Father, we praise you. We glorify your name. You are the king. Of kings and Lord of lords. You are the great I am. Because of you, Father, and your provision, we have life more abundantly. Because of Jesus, we have been restored back to you. We are not separated no longer. Because of Jesus, sin has been defeated. Sickness and disease has been defeated because you have sent the word and that word has healed and delivered us from all destruction. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Lord. There is no one greater than you. Use this church today to speak life. Put the words in our mouth, Lord, to speak life to the hurt, to the suffering, to the broken hearted, to the bruised, to the captive, to the lame. use us to speak life I rebuke every negative word I curse the root of it your word is forever we have pledged our allegiance to God's holy word for it is life to us in you we live and move father We exercise our faith today, Jesus, outside these walls. I thank you, Lord, for your transformations to take place. Show us, Holy Spirit, because this church has been called by your name shut hell down into a large heaven. And we will do that in Jesus' name. We will use our words to speak life. And as we speak life, the evidence of, of your power will take over.